What's up, ladies and gentlemen? It is currently 1.11 in the morning. Your boy Trey has class. I'm here with Clint. We're still trying to provide you with elite content. And for me, it's 11.11. That means make a wish. And I ain't going to tell y'all what I wish for because that means it wouldn't come true. But what I can give you and what me and Trey together can provide is some elite fucking content for this week's episode. And what else do we have to talk about? NBA trade deadline. Like, fuck the Super Bowl. Fuck whatever's been going on. This has been one of the more exciting NBA trade deadlines that we've seen. Oh, dude. It was even, even like, um, before, before the actual deadline. Before the even actual deadline, this shit was, it was good. It was good. Exactly. It was good stuff. The last, this last week, this last week has just been constant. Um, obviously, that Tobias Harris Philly trade dropped before the huge deadline hashtag started going around. Um, there's AD got stopped. There, there's a lot to talk about. A lot of small plays. Um, a lot of big plays. Winners and losers. So we'll go through. Probably, I think just about every play, every trade, and figure out what's going to be the the biggest impact. I mean, there's a lot of shitty trades that kind of suck, and there's a lot of good ones that are pretty solid, and probably some gems too. There's a trade here for everybody, basically. And plus, all we know is the Lakers suck, and they traded well, Zubac for a bag of chips. Well, they beat the Boston Celtics tonight, so. Yeah, shout out Rondo squad. Yes, sir. Drive home safely, Boston. <laughs> God, that was highlight of mine. Thank God. Of all people, I wish LeBron would have hit it just for the sentimental value of it. But what do you Rondo, mean? What do you mean? If there was going to be any more sentimental value hit in a last minute shot in Boston Garden, it's going to be Rondo on the Lakers. Well, I mean, I was also going to say Rondo was the second was the second option. But like, if you think about it. You know, if LeBron hits it, like you think of all those years that LeBron. No, basically... he's he's done that. This is this is like a such a classic moment. But LeBron. you know how? But you know how Boston fans are. LeBron leaves to go to Lakers, and Boston fans are like, finally, he's gone. Like the stars, <laughs> just for him to come back to Boston right after the trade deadline, right after the Lakers, right after the Pelicans like deliberately sabotaged their locker room just so they can start <laughs> fighting with each other. Just all of this. Just for LeBron to come back to the Boston the on, game the day, on the day of the trade deadline, just to put a dagger through their hearts one more time. In fair, their fair enough. That is also amazing content for the fans by the fans. God, that would. <laughs> I but I I can I can I can totally live with Rajon Rondo hitting the game winner. I can totally Dude, live with that. and and honestly. That was one of the better-looking mid-range shots I've seen from him probably in his entire career. Exactly. Like, like, he got it and like, the, I pull. swear, the form, everything, the pull, I was like, wow. Like, it was perfect. It was Full-on confidence. Yeah. Game blouses. And I love that you call that. And, you know, for anyone who doesn't know, go ahead and check uh, Trey's Twitter at TreyLaday23. Um, and see that he just had a 60 retweet viral thing all about Boston. And that's why he's sitting there shooting his one-liners about Boston. Because obviously, 
it's a pretty fucking hated area, especially after the stupid ass Super Bowl win. Shout out Jake, JK, you don't even listen. Fuck you. God. Friendly reminder, everybody, before we go to break. Boston only has one NBA title since 1983, 1986. Mm. That's 33 years. It's been 33 years since Boston won their last NBA title. I mean, they've had one title in the last 33 years. So, like, as much as Boston talks, like, you guys have one title. And I'm an OKC Thunder fan, and I don't have any titles in my lifetime. But, like, Boston, you only got one more than me. So, you can get – I didn't want to say that and, like, you know, put, you know – put you out there without you having a chance to explain that so uh, yeah i gotta jump out in front of it dude (laughs) you have have, to in my lifetime i don't have any nba titles i I can't claim any nba titles i'm an okc thunder fan any nfl titles i got no nfl titles to claim i have one stanley cup title to claim i have i really only have one world series trophy to claim because Back when in early like 2000, 2001, I was literally six years old. So I can't really claim those. But 2009, I can claim that Yankees World Series title. So I literally don't have like two titles I can claim. Fair I mean, enough. Fair enough. Because and I got, one, I got one national championship for basketball for KU. And my last, my last um, MLB title came before I was born. So I haven't seen a, an A's World Series in my lifetime either. Um, I wish I was born in 89 just so I could look at my Giants friends and say, eat shit. Like, can you believe that there was a Battle of the Bay for the World Series? Oh, boy. I don't can think you just imagine that? It, it's not going to happen for a while. Either. Trey, and then there was an earthquake. <laughs> that seems fitting for a Battle of the Bay. It's pretty... That- it's it's pr- that damn talk about gnarly content. You can't. <laughs> I don't even think you can write a movie script better. That that is a movie script right there. That is a, that's a bad Michael Bay movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that scene in the Dark Knight. In the Dark Knight, that's exactly Dark Knight, the Dark Knight Rises. That's what I was thinking with the Steelers. Yeah, that's 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 basically what it is right there. Only person who lives is Antonio Brown, and then his mustache turns. It was Heinz Ward. Heinz Ward. Only person that survives. Heinz Ward. Yeah, I know. But now I'm just thinking of Georgia Bulldog. Georgia Bulldog. The one, the one player that survives is a Georgia Bulldog. That's what I'm talking about. He died a hell of soon after. I bet you he did die after that, too. <laughs> Dude, we also need to talk about how Antonio Brown's mustache is blonde. Bro, what the fuck? How weak is that? I see how weird it looks. Yeah, I've seen it. Like the whole hair mustache combination, it's just it 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 doesn't work. Like Antonio Brown is known for different hairstyles, to say the least. But like that, what he has going, I don't know if he has it like right now. I don't know if it was just like you know a Pro Bowl thing for him, but like that, it just wasn't working. It it wasn't. More power to him, I guess. You know, he's like, I you know what? I don't give a fuck. At this point, Antonio Brown has 100% earned the right to, you know, do whatever he wants. Not do, give a fuck. Hair, all this other stuff. My dad always says, like, you make that kind of money, you can do whatever the fuck you want to. James sure. Conner, on the other hand, when he had that fucking, um, uh, what the fuck was it called? Um, God, party, business in the front, party in the back. 
Oh, James Conner, his little like a uh, frohawk or what? No, the, his fucking uh, mullet. His yeah, oh. the, the mullet he had to start the season like that. No, <laughs> I remember. I remember when the Chiefs played the Steelers week two, and I was like, I'll be damned if I lose to a fucking dude with a busted ass uh, mullet like that. Oh yeah, that was so ugly. Oh my god, yeah, yeah. that is. It was like a mullet. I, I, you, I don't even know what you could even. Say. I don't even. It, it was a poor. Let's just say. Let's just say it wasn't there after that week. Right, exactly. After Patrick Mahomes got through with their asses, I bet you he cut that shit off. Uh, well, and after the internet got done with their asses, you gonna be fucked up if we think I'm losing to that guy. Exactly. And even just after a loss, so I cut your hair, you fucking loser. Yeah, you, you gotta cut that. Shit. <laughs> you know, you know, it, it, you can't, you can't rock that no more. You're not. That's not. You're not allowed in the club with that. God. That's true. I love but, it. Well, yeah. As Clint said, guys. We're going to talk about the NBA trade deadline, mostly, basically, exclusively. Um, and also, we need you guys' help with some very important endeavor, with a very important endeavor we have in the possible works at the moment. So, we'll talk about that, and then talk about trade deadline, and then hit on that, and we need you guys' help. This is like this is where you guys are extremely needed at the moment. The importance is not stressed enough. It we cannot stress this, the you guys' importance like right now at this very moment in this very episode. You like you're you're always needed. Duh, for our mottos for the fans by the fans. But like today in this episode, when you listen to this episode, you need to stick around for the end because like fuck, we need your help. <laughs> On a few things, actually. Exactly. Uh, I, I have a few questions to raise, but we have, yeah. we, we love you and love us with feedback, please. Exactly. Indulge us with all the feedback and five-star ratings as well. So, we'll be right back. We'll come back in the NBA trade day. Who want the smoke? Who want the who? Want the who? Want the smoke? Who want the smoke? Who want the smoke? Who want the who? I hear shots coming on the low from holes I'm hiding. This attention is so flattering because they're admiring. Don't know what's on their mind, but it should be retirement. Okay, so guys, what's up? Um, fuck, where was my train of thought? Oh, trade deadline. Duh. Um, so, as usual, as usual, the trade deadline was hectic to say the least i remember that picture you sent me of uh shams of that like um photoshop with shams um ducking over Woj, and then i told you i was like okay you're gonna fuck around and Woj is gonna re and is gonna break the anthony davis trade before shams does and sham i mean Woj basically owned the last couple hours leading up to the deadline owned that shit he did. He proved his worth. He proved why Rob, the worldwide Rob, um, fucking mocks his name after Mr. Adrian Wab. So this dude was pumping out stories every like 10 minutes, detailed his balls. This is like what he lives for. Like, this is what happens when you have a network of people and you have. 
all these sources at your disposal, all these things working together, I guarantee you he's getting text after text after text. He probably couldn't tweet fast enough, let alone get it out there with the utmost accuracy, um, grammatically correct. No and, typos. Yeah. Oh, never a typo, ever. Um, and always giving proper credit and source when due. So, class act by Wadge. He fucking went in today. Yeah. And Shams, Shams was... Shams was killing that breaking news like before the deadline, but at the deadline, Lodge. Exactly, dude. Now, if all we can get Woj to um, learn how to make a fucking thread. Yeah, he doesn't know how. That's He's old. And that's why part of it, I think. Like, I think part of the reason why Woj doesn't know how to make a thread, because I'm fairly certain most of his tweets come from TweetDeck. And I. If I'm not mistaken, TweetDeck doesn't have threads. They don't do threads like the Twitter app does. Really? I'm fairly certain because Tweet it's an exclusively desktop, um, you know, application. So, um, it's it's so weird. Now he uses Twitter what for it? iPhone. He sees see Twitter. What is TweetDeck? TweetDeck. It's like, ah, uh, fuck. It's. It's basically Twitter, but you can have like multiple tabs open at the same time of your Twitter. So like instead of like selectively clicking on like the the feed or like notifications or like the search bar, you can have like all that pulled up one, at once, like one column, one column at a time. And you can send tweets, you can schedule tweets. It's how I do half like some like whenever I tweet out the podcast episodes, like half the time I just put it in Tweet Deck and have it scheduled to tweet out at a certain time. Interesting. Cool. Tweet deck is essential, but no, it looks like Woj uses either the website or his iPhone. How did you come to that conclusion? Because it literally says on the application where they tweet this from, mm. <laughs> and it says Twitter that's, web that's client, amazing. Twitter web client, right there, or it says Twitter for iPhone. <laughs> that's nice. Yeah, that, that's okay. I believe you. <laughs> All right. I'm on top of it, dude. It's one thirty in the morning, but I'm still. Oh shoot! I'm still on top of it. What was that? Are you okay? I had a hiccup. It was a hiccup. <laughs> no. Oh shit! Couldn't breathe for a second. Um, but di- I mean, diving right into it. Obviously, the biggest news is Anthony Davis is staying put, and the Lakers could not get a deal done. Yep. And I'm kind of. S- Pissed at Del Demps. No, I, I'm fucking hype at Del Demps. I can't wait right there. I mean, I can see why the Pelicans would pull the move that they did and like basically just try to sabotage the Lakers locker room for what they felt was LeBron tampering with Anthony Davis. But at the same time, I'm like, are are you fucking kidding me, dude? I like I, th- I thought we were adults here. We're going to, like, if your entire intention was to, you know, disrupt the Lakers' chemistry or locker room, what, what the, whatever the case may be, like, I feel like there was an entirely different way you could have gone about this instead of just being, doing it the way they did. Okay, so, Trey, actually, this is, this is my, um, my take on that because thinking about that as you're talking, um, I'm going to love to clip this and post this place places but this is like 
a firsthand result at what we're seeing Magic Johnson being in that role. And one thing that we're not taking into account is maybe it's a way that how he's approaching it. Maybe it's a way that he's talking to people. Maybe he's, there's a lot of things that go into the role he's in that may not translate into getting the players you want. And maybe there's some shit that we don't know yet, dude. Like there's a lot of stuff that goes into being able to communicate and actually get deals done and giving respect to people in each organization. And if you're a, is he a five-time NBA champion? Yeah, he's like Magic Johnson, five, six-time NBA champion. He's five or six, right? Yeah. Yeah. He has a certain ego about him, and I don't know if – I don't know if – this is just my speculation, but my thought is maybe that has crept into how he interacts with some of these owners and GMs, and that could be a sole reason of Del Dempsey. I didn't really have an intention of blocking you, but now, fuck you. Okay, I get, I, I see, I see, I see that point. I mean, but at the same time, like it's like Magic Johnson, and like you never know though. That's and not, I'm, and, I'm putting it out there. And not, yeah, but like not just like NBA circles, but like like a biz, like in the business circle, like in general, like Magic Johnson has kind of like earned like this like respect around you know businesses and in the NBA. Like this is Magic Johnson we're talking about. This dude is multi NBA champion now. He he's co-owner of the la dodgers he's got a whole bunch of other business uh endeavors now he's g and now he's you know president of basketball operations for the for the los angeles lakers of all teams like you would think like magic johnson of all people would have earned has earned like that even though he's even though this is you know first year in an nba front office like you would think like you know this is magic johnson i'm uh, he's earned well, that then, kind of respect. Did, did he fuck Del Demps' wife? I, did he give her AIDS? I don't, I'm sorry. I'm gonna. I'm gonna knock on. I'm sorry. I'll knock, I'll, I'll retract that statement. <laughs> but like, dude, if it's if if that's not like the case, or there's not some sort of personal uh, vendetta, then has there ever been a case in the NBA where? this type of report has came out where it's like there's a possible just complete blackballing. Dell Demps went to great lengths to get this done. And has I'm this happened like, before? I don't think so. I don't think so. The worst thing, the worst thing we've ever seen was when the Lakers had that trade for Chris Paul and David Stern was like, no, we're not, I'm not doing this because the, at that point, the NBA, the NBA basically owned the Hornets and New Orleans Hornets at that point. Yeah. So the NBA made all the decisions <laughs> for basketball. He said for basketball reasons, he's like, we're not, we're like, we're not going to allow this trade to go through. Like that's like the worst thing that I can remember happening. And as far as like trades go. Yeah. But like, I, I can't see tampering with Anthony Davis being a big enough reason for Dell Demps to go to such great lengths to do to that's sabotage what them. I'm saying that there must be an alternative motive that is making Demps just not be okay with this dude. Whether it be a personal, like, did they? Uh, let me see. 
they play together. Did he lose in the champ? Did he lose in any championships against him? <laughs> Sometimes like, I don't know, dude. If we find out that Dell Demps played against the Lakers in a championship, and just, because if, if like if if Dell's sole intention, if Dell got from from if Dell received word from ownership, received a command from ownership that do not trade Anthony Davis before before the end of the season, like do not trade him right now. You, all Dell has to do is like when the Lakers do their offer, send their offer. All Dell has to say is Anthony Davis will not be traded before the trade deadline. That's all he has to say. Yeah, and that would go for any team that wants in on Anthony Davis. We're not trading Anthony Davis before the trade deadline. The Lakers, okay, fine. The Lakers sent their offer. That's fine. That's cool. We'll keep that in mind. We'll keep that in the back of our minds for. Um, for when off-season hits, for when June and July hits. We'll keep that in the back of our minds. And that goes for that goes for Boston, that goes for Portland, that goes for Denver, that goes for whoever else wants to trade for Anthony Davis. Like, we're not trading him right now. And that's fine. Oh, that's all he has to do. And you can just nip it in the bud right there. But, God, good fucking Lord. And like we talked about in the intro, Del Dimps did all of this. Boston called – Boston told Dell, don't – multiple people told Dell, don't cave into the Lakers' offer. Yep. Wait for us. Boston said – Boston said, Boston wait, for said wait for the offseason. Boston wait, said, wait, wait for, for us. Tatum. We'll send wait you a deal. Tatum. We'll send you – yeah, we'll send you ta- – we'll send you Wait a, for a Tatum. They just basically, want Tatum. Basically, yeah, we'll send you Tatum. Just wait for the offseason. Don't cave into the Lakers. And – like, <laughs> you want to talk about fucking tampering? We're talking about the Lakers tampering with Anthony Davis. Can we talk about the fact that, like, literally Greg Popovich and Boston basically said, don't trade him to the Lakers? Yeah. Like, no, fuck the Lakers. They didn't even send an offer. They just straight up told Dell, do not trade him to the Lakers. Said, honestly, fuck the Lakers. And I guarantee you Alvin Gentry was sitting there, too. Like, yeah, honestly, fuck Luke. Fuck the Lakers. We want to talk about fucking tampering. We got two other teams telling the GM basically don't do, do not send him to LA. Yep. It's I don't know. I like I said, there's got it. It can't be just tampering, but and that's why I'm saying, and it can't just be the sole fact of he doesn't want to see them there. Like I, I'm gonna wait for another week or two and see if there's another story that comes out that can give us a little more insight on whether or not Del Demps was right in his blackballing or if he was just being a cold-hearted motherfucker. Shaft, you bad. That's some shaft shit right there. <laughs> you bad mother. Shut your mouth. My man. God, dude. Like, I, I just get it. But the... I'd say the biggest winners. Well, I'll start with you. Well, what would you say? Who would you say the biggest winners? Okay. Well, Dell let's 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 just let's just decompress for a second here. <sighs> Deep breath. Okay. Now we can separate that last combo to the biggest winners and losers. Deadline was gnarly today, dude. The first. I know it's longer for you. You know, waking up two hours ahead of me. Um, I wake up at seven. 
I'm going till 12 my time. And that's just like, it's fun for my afternoon. It, it helped me get through my work day. It's just like every time I'd be checking Twitter, there's something going on. Um, before I get to the biggest winners and losers, I kind of just want to like go through a few of the transactions, dude. I mean, I, do you have a few that stick out to you or do you want to? Um, as far as trades go, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Real I quick. mean, there's a lot that I like. I just like, I, mean, I do have a few strong takes about who's the best and, and worse, but yeah, obviously the Tobias Harris trade to Philly. Um, I would say an underrated trade is Harrison Barnes to Sacramento. Love that trade. Absolutely a, love yeah. that trade. I feel like that's an underrated trade. Um, I mean, just, just to pair him up with, I mean, we, De'Aaron Fox, uh, Buddy Heald, who honestly, Trey, I posted this on my personal account, but if you go to ESPN and check the three-point percentage leaders of the league so far, I'm not even going to look it up because I know it by heart right now, but there's two Curries in the top five. And then it's Buddy Heald. Buddy Heald is like top – he's like in the top 95, 95th percentile or something like that in, like in spot-up shooting, uh, spot-up three-point yeah. shooting in the NBA. Oh, uh, so he's, he's third or fourth in the league, and he's at shooting 45.9% from three. He Buddy Heald has entered – you know, Clay Thompson, Steph Curry, right? Steph Curry territory when it comes to three point shooting. He's beating Steph this year right now. Yeah, like he, like obviously he's not, obviously not at the rate Steph Curry makes his threes, or like the rate, or like at the clip Clay Thompson can get hot in any given night. But like as far as a total body of work throughout the entire season, like Buddy Hield is in Steph and Clay Thompson territory. Well, so let's let's just get one thing one thing straight. The the one thing about um, Steph and Clay is the sheer amount of threes that they take. Yes, um, Steph has taken over five hundred, and I think Buddy is over. He's up there. He's like three three twenty three thirty ish. But to be keeping that high of a percentage, which Steph is at right now, forty five percent. And at 500 fucking attempts, now that is a marvel on its own. That's why he's the good. Um, he's, he's one the of the best shooters of all time. time. Yeah, it's true. But you cannot sleep on what Buddy Hield has done this entire. No, season. no, and and he's not only he's improved so much. I and you know me, bro. I'm an Oregon guy, and. I hate Buddy Heal because of oh, that. He waxed you guys that in that uh, Elite Eight. Elite Eight, Elite Eight, twenty sixteen. Uh, that was the Tyler, not uh, Tyler Dorsey. And Buddy Heal, I think, went seven for seven, or at least at least he started five or five or six for six from three to start start the game. And like this dude, you you could just watch him play, and you're like this is an NBA player right here. Like this oh, yeah. is a guy showing up. He finally got out of, um, finally got out of new Orleans and oof, that final elite a game, 37 points. He shot 13 of 20 from the floor. It was, what do you shoot from three? I got to pull it up. Oh, okay. Um, Buddy healed. 
39 minutes, 13 to 20 from the floor, 8 of 13 from three. Jeez. Unre- it, was, it was an unreal day. So just uh, just to back up the stats that we were talking about, the, the field goals. Um, but he was averaging <clears throat> 20 points a game. This is his uh, career high. He's averaging around six, anywhere between seven to 16 field goals a game. And to put that in perspective, uh, Seth Curry's actually number one, dude, in a three-point percentage. Seth, Seth Curry. But he's only played – yeah, he doesn't play. He only plays 17 minutes a game. Like, a healed plays 32, Curry plays 35. And who's number four, bro? Who's the clamp squad white boy from Brooklyn shooting that? Joe team? Harris? Yes. Yep. Yes. Joe Harris. He's in the top – he's in, like, the 90th percentile, something like that, in, three point, in spot of three-point shooting as well. See, bro, that's our boy. We love Joe. Hey, original clamp squad, UVA. And he's above Steph right now in uh, three-point percentage. I love it. Yes, sir. You know, another – You like to see it. Another trade I like, not just for, like, the personnel, um, the Clippers traded Avery Bradley, who had a partial guarantee for next year, and the Clippers got him off the books, (laughs) and now the Clippers have – an insane amount of cap space. And with um, uh, the Tobias Harris trade that the Clippers had, they get Miami's unprotected 2020 pick. Yes, unprotected 2020 first – no, 2021 first-round pick. That's unprotected. And the Miami Heat are going to suck. <laughs> so, like, suck. every everybody, like, that is, like, the most coveted pick around the NBA right now, the, that 2021 unprotected first-round pick. So the Clippers, everybody talks about, you know, Anthony Davis wants to go to L.A., but then they didn't say which L.A. team. And all of a sudden, the Clippers have money, and now they have picks that they can send to New Orleans for Anthony in a possible Anthony Davis trade. So Clippers, they made good work today as well. Well, uh, I'm glad you brought that up because Avery Bradley – um, it, we've known before before Bradley got to the to the Clippers, he, he was he was known as a as a lockdown defender, was he not? Oh yeah, that was his like when he was in Boston, like he came into the league and it was all about his defense. Like, and he was in Detroit before that. No, he's in Boston first, and then he went to Detroit, and yeah. then yeah, to the Clippers. Yep. And he's always been a clamp down, great shooting guard, and when he got to the Clippers, it just, it just kind of fell apart. Like I, this, whatever happened this season, and 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 this is the point I'm making. It kind of shows you that it, it may be all scheme, especially for a lot of certain players. And Avery Bradley going over to Memphis, you better dial it up, motherfucker. Avery Bradley's gonna get back to his normal self. I guarantee you can pull up some stats that he had over there in Boston with his clampdown stuff, and he will be producing some of that same things this next year and the rest of this year already in Memphis. And it shows you that a lot of it is ski. 
uh, what was I going to say? Grit and grind. Grit and grind. Oh, dude. Don't you not think, like, I hear Avery Bradley in Memphis, and I think that's just the perfect pick, dude. This is the Tony Allen to Memphis type of thing. This is this is someone who fits their system, bro. Like this. Okay. Yeah. This is good to get them off the books. Yeah. And positive for all the things you're saying in terms of the Clippers. And I just think that in, I was in terms of personal development and like maybe somebody who got something pretty cheap. I think that you can see Avery Bradley turn into another or yet again, lockdown defender in this Memphis system. Oh yeah, I would love to see Avery Bradley get back to that lockdown defender that he at his core. That's what he really is. And look at and look at Patrick Beverly this year too. His defensive stats are down. Like it, I think it's just the way that the Clippers fucking play, scheme, motherfucker, scheme. And the Clippers, if they miss the playoffs, they get to keep their pick. If they make the playoffs, their pick goes to Boston. So I believe uh, Doc Rivers has said we don't plan on tanking, but I believe it's in their best interest to, it, at, the ver- at the bare minimum, miss the playoffs. It's oh, probably sure. in their best interest. Because right now they hold on to the eighth seed, and it's, you know, it's a tight race for that eighth seed between them, Sacramento, um, and the Lakers. So – it's 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 probably in the best interest of the Clippers to lose a couple extra games that they would have normally won. Yeah, I agree. And they're depending on Miami to, like you said, be pretty shitty. Um, they do get oh – God, I know they got rid of – Muscala got traded away to the Lakers after this, right? What would you say? Didn't Muscala get traded to the Lakers for Zubak? Yep, for Zubak and Michael Beasley. And according, Brian Windhorst said basically Michael Beasley had to, you know, um, dust up with Luke Walton. So they were just like, all right, you're out of here, dude. And then oh, they yeah. sent Zubak because Zubak's a free agent and he's going to have to get paid. And it also frees up a roster spot for the Lakers. I mean – yeah, nice. and it's it's okay, and and I think that I think Zubac's a good player, dude. And now that you have, they do have they did get Landry, uh, Shamet, and Wilson Chandler. I love Landry Shamet. It sucks Andrew. that the 76ers had to trade him to get Tobias Harris because I feel like they were liking him too. Along with that, yeah, along with that 2021 first round pick from Miami, I feel like um, Landry Shamet was a core of that deal as well. Because honestly, you look at yeah, you're right. No, you're right. I, I completely agree. Because he was the 76ers are were deathly deprived of shooting throughout the season, and then like as the season went on, Landry Shamit started to become that second guy after JJ Redick that could shoot the ball. Obviously, especially off the bench. It's not TJ McConnell because you know TJ is not going to shoot. No, he's not going to shoot. Fuck no. God. And Covington's out and all these and guys. They get, and they got to stop playing Ben Simmons and TJ McConnell together. Like, it just doesn't work. Yeah. Well, and <laughs> you're right. Yeah, please, stop. Like, I'm I'm begging you, Brett Brown, stop playing TJ and Ben Simmons on the, on the floor at the same time. Um, and, like, at, you're, you see all these these picks in – uh, Landry coming there and, and then Mascala and then getting Zubak and all I can think about is Jerry West is the fucking GOAT and I can't believe the Warriors let him go. <coughs> it's 
he has proven his worth in the in among the NBA executive ranks. Look what we're just talking about right now, bro. The Clippers have like they just got like five picks and Zubac and, and money and money and a young guard and like a veteran and like I I, I obviously they're not going to win anytime soon. But Jerry West is like. Yo, let's wait out the Warriors' reign, and we'll be right there. It's like he is so smart. This is – I'm pretty sure this is updated. The roster for the Clippers right now is Zubach, Zubach, Gallinari, Gary Temple, uh, Pat Beverly, Shea Gilgis, Alexander, Lou oh, Will. Yeah, Temple, terrible pick. I hate Temple. Lou Will, uh, Montrez Harrell, Jermichael Green, Landry Shamit, Wilson Chandler, um, Jerome Robinson, Sendarius Thornwell, Tyrone Wallace, and forgot they got Jamichael Green too. Yep, they got Jamichael Green from Memphis. So shy, shy's shy's getting better. Um, yeah. Beverly's playing pretty decent. He's getting a little more aggressive. Um, Obviously, didn't... Lou will. He has that extension, so Lou will be around. Yeah, I think they should just start at this point, like. They like yeah, the biggest thing like, is cool. Lou Will is a great six man. He always has been, but just play the guy thirty six minutes a game and stop being like stop like cheating. Oh, he plays he plays thirty plus minutes a game. It's just right off the bench. Dude's yeah. the first person on the bench and not coming off the floor in the fourth quarter. He better not. Don't, but the, cheat, don't cheat yourself. But the Clippers, like you said, they have money, they have picks, they have assets, and they sure. have and they have guys like Zubac. Um, SGA and Lou Will Landry Shamit, and they got so they got young guys that are can be uh, and a bunch, the, yeah they got a lot of stuff to build around they do. That is a good segue into winners and losers because obviously the Clippers are winners for the reasons we just listed. Um, what about any other winners? Winners, okay. Well, <clears throat> I know this is a little late. But I can't say a winner without listing the Dallas Mavs and getting Chris Stops, getting THJ. Um, we did talk about that a little bit last episode, so I'm not going to touch on it. Um, another winner, oh, gosh, there's a few, dude. And and what I said in the intro. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna dive right into it. I, I'm gonna say Toronto getting Marcus All. I think. I think even at 34 years old, Marcus All is one of the most underrated and heavily talented centers in the game, and he has been for a long time. And there hasn't been anything in his game that's shown me that it's slowing down. Yeah, maybe in the last few years, he's one or two injuries, but compared to every other fucking center. Jonas Valanciunas was just sidelined with an injury that had him on the sideline for like about a month. And he still hasn't, he's about to come back, but he still hadn't been back yet. He's back today. Toronto Raptors this morning at 8 a.m. tweeted a picture of Valanciunas saying, I'm back. Oh, they sure did, dude. I yep, and I remember now. Two two hours later, gone. Traded. <laughs> You're out of here, dude. Poor guy. But I mean, Poor it. Guy. And like, you don't even need Marcus Hall to be 
you know, like the old Memphis Grizzlies playoff Marcus All. Like you uh-huh. just need him. You just need him. Like literally, all you need is like one or two games for him to be really good. Well, well, the, well the point is, it's like um, you you take a look at. Uh, Toronto's normal rotation and Valanciunas never played over like 26 minutes a game and Gasol is like a, a solid 32, 34 plus minute guy and the reason Jonas didn't play that much is because he couldn't spread the floor like Gasol um, he's a good defender and a great rebounder all on his own I, I love Valanciunas but Gasol is just a little more skilled and in terms of being able to pass the ball, spread the floor, hit the three, if you play this guy 32 minutes a game, like seriously? Like, this all brings a totally different dynamic for the Raptors that they didn't have with Valanciunas. A huge dynamic, bro. Lowry, Leonard, Abaka, Siakam, Gasol. Siakam's gonna Siakam's probably gonna be the one that Small most forward. that greatly benefits from having Gasol on the floor. Because Gasol is such a great passer and Siakam is such a great he's such a great off the ball player. Like he cuts, you know, he just knows where to be. He's he's should be probably um NBA's most improved player this year. I love Pascal and he is fun to fucking watch. Um if you can move him to the three and move move Leonard to the two and then have Ibaka four and I know they're gonna rotate um Ibaka and Pascal probably and that's what's stupid though, but like the way I would play it is like I would play it like it was an NBA two K game, you know, like two K nineteen. Like <laughs> seriously, like I'm setting Leonard at shooting guard. I'm putting I'm putting yeah, obviously Lowry point. And then go on Pascal, Serge, and Gasol. That would be. It'll be it's it's it'll definitely be fun to watch because like like you said like it's it's totally different from what they had before with Valanciunas. And they so and they Memphis gets Delon Wright on top of that. It's CJ Miles in the second round pick, and that really shows uh, the totem pole that they had with uh, DeLon Wright and Norman Powell, which I was always trying to figure out who they liked more. They kind of showed that one. And uh, C.J. Miles definitely just on his way out of the league. C.J. Miles has just been effectively bad for um, the Raptors. This since season. since he's – I mean, I guess he had a few decent games last year. But since All he I can remember – all I can remember from CJ Miles is like every time we'd roster him in DFS when he was in Indiana, he'd always shit the bed. That's before we had player drop. Yeah, he's garbage. Yeah, like we'd always be like, you know what, CJ Miles, he's a solid cheap play right here. Let's plug him in, get some salary relief, and he he can still like kind of go off, but he'd have like three fouls in five minutes and have to sit the entire first half and then not do shit in the entire second half. He's like Courtney Lee. God, it's it was. It was brutal to watch for. <laughs> it was, but you know what? For a LeBronless East and a AD-less Boston, I think that this is a great move by Toronto and a chance for them to put them um, atop the entire conference or at least get a run for the money and push it for a final run. It pushes the, yeah, it definitely pushes them in that finals conversation 
along with the 76 shoes. They got Tobias Harris. Props to the owners who made the deal, man. You got to – they're going – they're like them, Philly, Toronto. I mean, or in Toronto, it, Toronto, Philly, and um, Milwaukee. They're in it to win it this year. They, they made the push. They made the push, especially especially Philadelphia. Like Philadelphia, they are 100% in on right now. And for the future as well, because they're trying to resign, they're going to try and resign Jimmy Butler and Tobias, and both Jimmy Butler and Tobias Harris uh, for the future. But like they are in right now. And like if I had to pick one team, because like all three of those teams are winners at the deadline. But if I had to pick one team that I like in the East more, I I would pick Philly honestly. Well, yeah. Who did they lose in this trade? They never they, they didn't lose anybody that exactly. was that was like integral to what they were doing. Like obviously, like we touched on Landry Shamit and how he had become a valuable he was becoming a valuable shooter off the bench. But at the same time, like he's a rookie, you know, he's still you know, he's still learning. Okay, so well Chandler, <clears throat> all right. Um Muscala, they weren't really using him. And then they had obviously the pick as the draft pick assets to facilitate this trade and then you come in you put <coughs> Tobias Harris and Boban so here's something that people don't aren't taking into account and and why that this is such a huge win and and why I led into this to set myself up for this answer by asking you who did they lose and this is no one um you have Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, Jimmy Butler. And what people don't get, because a lot of things are happening in this league, but Tobias Harris is quietly having his best season of his entire career. And he is like, I'm not going to say reinvented himself, because he's always been the beast. I, but he's in his prime. He is now in his seventh season. He's only 26 years old. And he has been fucking carrying the Clippers all season long. With a, I'm fucking younger than Tobias. I'm older than Tobias Harris, and I'm pissed. <laughs> I'm Tobias Harris older than Tobias Harris. I'm if so Tobias old. Harris was in the Eastern Conference, he would be an all-star. Easily. Without a doubt. It's simply because of the fact that he played in plays in well, he played in the Western Conference this year. That's the only reason he's not an All Star. It's just okay. So, like, let me put this into perspective. Uh, obviously, last year, you know, he did average, you know, nineteen points. Those have only gone up to to twenty one, twenty two. But it's it's the aggressiveness that he's been taking. It's this role that he's been leading. He's had like ten plus. 30 point games like he's top and say he's top 10 in spot up he's spot he's top 10 in spot up shooting and he's top 10 in iso in iso points like like what's really like caught me by surprise because like i've looked at the stats and not much is too like really popped out and i've talked about this to one of my homies but it's like did you ever think tobias harris had this sort of upside let me ask you that honestly uh, not the kind of upside he's 
like showing right now. I, I, when like he was in Orlando, it was like you could see like okay, this guy can be and know, even in Detroit a little bit. But yeah, like, Detroit is like this guy can be pretty good. But like uh, the way where he is right now, it's like okay, I thought he'd be good, but I didn't think he'd be this good. Like, dude, let let me just read you some of these. This is a game log right now. Uh, his this is reading back from January twentieth. So literally the last three weeks, and it's been. 28 points, 27 points, 31 points, 29, 18, 30, 15, 34. And this is all with each game is over eight or nine rebounds. Each game is over five to six assists. Like, these are fucking phenomenal numbers. This dude's killing it, bro. He's figured it out. Like he's he knows how to drive to the fucking hoop and not settle for these outside shots. He's not shooting these crazy threes. He's only taking, you know, four to eight threes a game. But this is a guy who can do it all right now, and he's really gone hot. And for him to be added to Philly, that's huge. That is huge. The only thing I can think of is, like, is there enough time? They better be playing him fucking 35 minutes a game, too. He is – Tobias Harris is 95th percentile in spot-up shooting. He's – okay, so let me me backtrack. Tobias Harris ranks fifth league-wide in spot-up shooting production at 1.28 points per possession. And as a team, the Sixers are 21st in the same stat. It's a, it's a no-brainer instant upgrade in spot-up shooting for the 76ers. And they are, Damn. like we said, they have Solid. been starving for shooting. They've definitely uh, been starving, especially when Redick or one other person cannot hit a shot. It's like, exactly. help me. And not only is he so, he, not only is he a good spot up shooter, like he can also create his own shot. So it's not like he's going to be strictly like you know just a spot up guy. Obviously, when you have a guy like Ben Simmons, like you you need when you have a guy like Ben Simmons on your team, you need somebody that can be a spot up shooter. But you can also have Tobias Harris. So when Ben Simmons isn't on the floor, you can have Tobias Harris on the floor, and he can still get his own shot. Well, for sure, and and Tobias has a. Uh... A 60% true shooting percentage, which is absolutely killer. Um, the one thing I'm curious to see is uh, Tobias had a, a 24% usage rate, which I heavily look at when I'm looking at DFS standpoint. And I'm pretty excited to see and curious like how, how that's going to play because Simmons and Embiid garner so much usage themselves. It'll probably stay around that 24%. I hope so. I hope so. I do. And if that's the case, this team could be incredibly dangerous. And for that reason, like you said, they may be the biggest winners of this deadline. Yeah. I would say, like I said, like if I had if I had to pick one team in the Eastern Conference that I like the most after the deadline, it's the 76ers because like and everyone was talking about even like was like, well, look at Philadelphia's bench. Like, well, at this point, it doesn't matter because you have four. You basically have four all stars that, and you can have one of those guys on the floor at all times. Let's look at their bench. Not many teams can. Not many teams, other than like maybe Golden State. Um, Shout out Dub Nation. Maybe, maybe the Nuggets. 
Um, that's all I can For think what? of. Boston, like, there's not many teams out there to where when your second unit comes in or, like, you're starting to, you know, you get into your rotation, there's not many teams that you can have, you know, one of your one of your best guys on the floor at all times. Like, at some point, like some, like, some teams, like, when their bench comes in, it just, like, kind of falls apart. Yeah, like, we always have Clay in. Or, like, like we'll, yeah. we'll keep Iggy in. Golden State can have Iguodala in. They can have Draymond in. They can have – at this point, like, you have five All-Stars. When you, uh, Golden State has five All-Stars. When Boogie starts playing, like, the regular 30-plus minutes that oh my he's going to play, Dude, you Golden State would, watch out. would legitimately have one of Steph, Clay, Draymond, KD, or Boogie on the floor at all times with the second unit guys. That is a U.S. Olympic team. And you want to tell me that KD wants to leave? Oh God, I can't believe you stuck up for Katie. I, I'm I telling was, you, you know what? There I, okay, may well, actually, be, there may not be loyalty. Backtrack, backtrack. A lot of things. Backtrack. I can believe you stuck up for Katie because obviously that's your guy. But at the same time, like you got to realize, dude, Katie is like this thin-skinned, sensitive little shit. <laughs> Ethan didn't like he didn't even say anything I, wrong to Kevin. He just basically asked him, like, you like you haven't been to like you do you have to like you are contractually obligated no, Trey, from media Trey, availability. Trey, and he Trey, ducked them for nine days. Trey, 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 Trey. But it's but the way Kevin talked said it was that um Ethan framed and and maybe this wasn't this last week, but he said that the way he says things, that Ethan or someone else, including the media, take his words, put it into their own, and spin it. And he said that. And that's what he's mad about. I think that there's been a, a few tweets or maybe something that's got under his skin that like wasn't what he was saying, but was interpreted that way. And that's what he... I'll bring up the fucking clip. That's what he talks about. And he calls Ethan out because he made one of those sort of tweets. It may have nothing to do with KP, whatever. He did bring that up after. Yeah, nothing to do with KP. But, but that's why I tagged him earlier. And I don't, if you haven't seen that, then I'm, I'm love to show you because I've seen the clip. I've seen the clip. And from what I've, from what I can read about what Ethan wrote, it wasn't, did you I mean, Kevin, Kevin may have, Do you know what he's talking about? Though? Kevin, Kevin, Kevin may what have seen it. What's he talking about? Enlighten me, because I don't know. Kevin may have seen it. Okay, so basically what Ethan wrote was that people are just kind of like sitting here like, okay, Kevin. People are basically sitting there like, okay, there's a good chance Kevin Lee is in free agency. Like people are kind of like coming to grips like it's not a foregone conclusion that he's staying in Golden State. Like there's a real possibility that he leaves. And that's basically what he wrote. Now, if Kevin interprets interprets it that, you and which know, is, and it, as a as a Warrior fan, if Kevin interprets that's it that, something that I've already came to grips with. Exactly, but if Kevin interprets it that basically what Ethan wrote is that Kevin Durant has said him that's kind of said or implied himself that he's leaving, then well, that's is that just, how people took it. That's just not the truth. I mean, some people may have taken it that way, but the most. The how majority of people. It? I need to see how you worded it. I'd have to. I'd have to find. I'd have to find the article. But like, but at the same time, like Kevin, right after, right before, right after, 
um, the Knicks trade Kristaps Porzingis and they clear all this cap space and like that's the that's on the front page of every news line and you're talking about and you're talking about the Knicks and their two max slots and they're gonna you know go for Kevin Durant go for Kyrie Irving go for whoever like that is like legitimately like that is what you have to expect when something like that happens and then when Kevin ducks the media for nine days right after it happens of course they're gonna ask him about it. Um, it doesn't matter, but like, like he said, and you know, actually it's funny because I had this conversation, uh, at work today cause I was angry. Somebody was asking me for something that they wanted. And it's like, when I'm busy and I'm doing something like I'm not looking for it. You are, you figure it out. You do it. If I'm sitting there trying to play basketball and you're asking me about all this stuff that you're concerned about, is that any of my problem? No. Am I sick of it? Am I allowed to be sick of it? Yeah. Am I human? Yeah. Am I allowed to voice frustration? Yeah. Fuck off. And I completely get that. If he's actually annoyed, if he's just hearing, I can just hear this boiling up in his face. And you know what? Some of these smug ass reporters like Ethan Strauss, whatever. All if, Kevin you're has get, if you're going to sit there and get backlash, then whatever. But at the same time, like he said, I'm trying to play basketball. Cool. I know it's. I know maybe he overreacted a little bit, but like a lot of people. You can't. Get, you also can't get mad at a person for saying, "I don't want to talk to you." Fuck off. All Kevin has to do. What did fucking beast mode say? I don't want to. I'm here so I don't get fined. Well, Kevin Durant wasn't there for nine days. It doesn't matter, though. Marshawn didn't want to answer their stupid-ass fucking question. Okay. And then, okay, well, okay, back to, like, Marshawn, Katie he didn't want to answer and just no. get fined? Well, you don't do what he did. Would basically what, voice his opinion? Voice when guys don't want to talk to the media, when guys don't want to talk to the media. They it's not America? What Marshawn did, Marshawn be like, I'm just here so I don't get fined. If LeBron doesn't want to talk about something, he'll be like, I'm only here to talk about – you know, the game. Well, listen, I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking Kev- about that. All Kevin has to do, Paul Bill George Belichick, last year. I'm not talking about that. Exactly. All, Paul George all of last season gave him gave the media the same fucking answer over and over and over and over again all season long. All Kevin has to do, he could have did this at the beginning of the season, but like, I'm not talking about free agency all season. Because Bryce Harper did the same thing. Bryce Harper at spring training, showed up spring training. First thing, he, first thing that came out of his mouth, he said, I'm not answering any questions about free agency. Oh, this is a, so, this is a all common season. practice so amongst all, athletes. All, all Kevin has to do is a give the same question, give the same answer over and over again when they ask him this question. Because Bomani Jones even said it said it best. If you answer the same, if you answer the question the same way every single time, people eventually stop asking you the question because you're there and you're gonna get the same answer. Why do you think? That's why people don't ask Russell Westbrook dumb questions anymore because he gives them the same answer and he just goes, "What do you think I'm gonna say?" And they already know what he's gonna say. If you answer it the same way every single time, like I'm not, gonna, I'm not gonna talk about a free agency, or just be like, or just be like, I'd like to, I'd like to stay in Golden State, but we'll see when we get there. I'm not, I'm not worried about it right now. That's all he has to do, not, not get super defensive when, because it's not like he's getting these questions every single day. Obviously, they'll come up every now and again during the season, but it's not like he's gonna get these questions every single day. So when they yeah. ask it. When they ask it, all you got to do is just be like, I'm, I'm going to talk about the game. I'm going to talk about what happened. I'm not talking about free agency. 
you don't have to get butt hurt because you ducked the media for nine days and then we finally asked you about it. You picked the worst time. You picked the worst time ever to duck the media. If he had done this like in any other month and not the week the, the Knicks trade Christoph Porzingis and have all his cap space and that's what everybody's talking about, then he doesn't get asked this question, period. Are you done? Yeah. First of all, the fact that like you can have such a strong opinion about just somebody Yeah, yeah, whatever he's okay. Subjectively, maybe you're right at a few points. But like how about you look at this with an open mind and think that like oh yeah, scoff. But like just for him speaking his mind, he's getting ridiculed. Hey, I mean just I'm, me I'm down with okay, all right. Just for getting mad one time, he's getting fucking ridiculed. Do you know how annoying that must be? I don't know. I'm not an NBA player, so I don't know. Okay, well, it'd be fucking annoying for me like it was today at work in my fucking atmosphere. It's the same. It's like, dude. Maybe he just didn't fucking like these guys. Why does he have to be ridiculed for just saying, shut the fuck up? Like, maybe this is something that a lot of people think, a lot of athletes think that they don't voice because, yeah, all they have to say is, like you said, yeah, you know, you're right, answer it wrong. He could just be having a bad day, dude. And he was just like, you know what, fuck you. Yeah, but- I, don't, I don't think that he should be fucking like crucified for that nah. like it shouldn't even be a big deal like whatever media's gotta do people... their job too though yeah like... but i get that i get that but people want to call on him a baby fucking this this just creates a million stories because you know everybody that's how else it... fucking cr- i know that's how it goes you know how the content world works no i do the moment you do something like this, that's why we're talking about it right now. It's because Kevin decided he wanted to pop off. If he just like gave a you know a mundane answer, we wouldn't be having this conversation. Yeah, I I just first. don't think that it's something that he should like be like crucified for, dude. Like, okay, cool. If anything, yeah, this this gives people more content to talk about. Exactly, it gives it exactly. It but I'm not gonna content. sit there and call him bitch for. Like no, I didn't say people. that. I didn't say that. I'm not gonna like disrespect this dude and like really call him out for being sensitive or this, that, or the other. Like, dude, I can only imagine how it is. Cool, you get a lot of money. I bet he's fucking lonely too. I bet a lot of people who make a lot of money are lonely <laughs> as fuck. Lonely as fuck. And then you get surrounded by all this bullshit. Man, he could just been having one bad day. I, I have plenty of great days where even those type of questions annoy me. Imagine getting a question like that on a terrible day. Who knows, bro? Maybe he got a text and his boy fucked his girlfriend. I don't know. But he's like, it, obviously something pushed him over the edge. Like people, like you said, pro athletes don't say that type of shit. So I'm not going to just like, I'm obviously it's my boy, my Golden State dub, so I'll back him up even if he's wearing a stupid fucking white socks hat. And just... 
<laughs> but at the same time, I, I'm going to support him. I, like I said, I, I, I can get I get why you support him because, like I said, that's at the same time, don't think if I wasn't Ethan Strauss that I'd pump that story out and be like, he assaulted me. No, I'm kidding, but create the content. I think <laughs> the one thing, like, from, like, Ethan Strauss, like, he wrote, like, kind of like a response to Kevin. Not, like, not like a, like a bashing response, but just, no, like. No, I see it. I just didn't yeah. He goes, he's talking when Kevin's, like, talking about, like, how he always gets questions about free agency. He's, like, the pressure oh. settings. The presser settings mostly revive well. around that night's game and how the team is playing. To receive such to receive such free agent presser questions in February, you typically either have to A play the Knicks with their attendant with their attendant media, or B, do something as novel as say avoiding a week of contractually obligated media availability, concurrent with the Knicks blasting open some serious cap room. The curious absence is why our team at the Athletics star started taking the organization's temperature on this topic. Otherwise, we'd have been as keen as anyone to write Boogie's back articles and other more positive stories. So, like Ethan said, like they don't give a shit. But if he had just showed up for media availability, he doesn't get asked this question. Yeah, and I know that's just like in terms of like their standpoint, it's like that's that was going to happen anyway. So it's like. I'm not going to sit there and blame Ethan either or any media member for asking those questions. That's their job. And they got to do their job just like we do. Um, that's what I'm thinking that maybe there's something else or this was something that was just built up. You know, I, he, he could just be having a bad day. I, I, I'm not going to think that he just, maybe he fucking hates even who knows maybe he hates Strauss's face dude like there's oh well like, he did say you know, he's like I don't like you yeah and like that's I you can tell you can tell he doesn't like Ethan because he specifically called him out by name yes and he does people do not do that a lot Ethan wasn't mean. even the one that asked him the question Ethan yes. didn't even ask him the question like he specifically he's like nah nah and then say, like went and then called Ethan. him out yes so obviously there's something Kevin and Ethan, I got some things to sort out. And that's like the 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 old um, Sacramento writer with Boogie. Boogie could even have him in the same room. Hated his ass. God, who was it? Oh my god. Oh my god. He made um, apparently one of the Sacramento writers made a comment about Demarcus Cousins' brother. And uh, Boogie, like, was freaking out. All funny. And, like, every time he'd, like, do, like, a press conference, he's like, nah. Nah. You're out of here. Carrillo. Is that him? Yep. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Demarcus Cousins relations of profanities at um, Be a Reporter. Yes. Like, There's videos. There's videos, dude. Let me see. Cousins. Carrillo. Farrio's column was about an incident at the Avenue Club in New York and a subsequent lawsuit that alleges teammates Matt Barnes choked a woman cousin sucker punched her boyfriend. A couple filed a civil suit, um, but neither player was arrested. Don't ever mention my brother again. You don't know my Oh, yeah, he said, don't ever mention my brother. You don't know my fucking brother. Okay, yeah, I, I see it. I see it. All right, look, you see that? You Okay, you heard it? Yeah. Oh, uh, I wish can the listeners hear this if I play it. 
I, so I, I, I just watched it, yeah. Oh, uh, okay, okay, you just watched it, yeah. The brightest play, don't ever mention, and this yeah. dude is so, we talked about this, a few of the players that we would never want to fight or never want to <laughs> see. Marcus Cousins is on that list, especially against this guy. Oh, my God. <laughs> and this is why I love that this motherfucker is on my team. I love this guy. And that's why I have my cousin's jersey already. I had it before the season started. Oh, God. Oh, let's see. What's the timestamp on this bitch? Oh, well, this, this timestamp actually on my Igudala jersey. <clears throat> June 15th, 2015. And you can see that in the camera tray. Oh, yeah. Oh. I see it. Mm. Clint, I, I, don't, I don't question your allegiance to the Warriors. I was so excited when we got him. Okay. 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 I, I do love the fact that Boston stood pat at the trade deadline, and now Boston stands pat at the trade deadline, and now they're kind of, I wouldn't say on the outside looking in, but out of the top four. Like, everybody still likes Boston, but me personally, I don't know. I'm not really sold on them. Because you're kind of banking on Gordon Hayward being at least some of what he was, or at least a lot of what he was back in Utah by the time the playoffs roll around. And that's like, you're kind of asking a lot right there. I can't get behind that. Um, you're asking, I mean, you don't have to worry about Kyrie Irving in a, in a playoff setting. You don't have to worry about that. Jalen Brown has kind of had his head, not even kind of, he has had a down year and Jason Tatum has, his numbers are less than Kuzma and Ingram. So, I mean, they didn't get better. But they didn't get worse, but everybody else in the top of the Eastern Conference got a lot better. And I don't uh, know. No, no, you're right. You're spot on. Like, I'm just as you're talking about it, it's like, you know, we go into the season and all anyone can talk about is not just Toronto, Boston, Toronto, Boston. Who's going to, who's coming out first? Toronto, Boston. Leonard, here we go. Um, How's Hayward going to react? But this deadline has given us so much talent pumped into this this East Coast, knowing that the race is wide open. These are smart fucking owners. This is why they make the big bucks. This is finally realizing we can't fucking win or compete with the Warriors unless we fucking make a move. And now it's like LeBron's gone. So let's 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 That's all the, the chips are in. That's the, exactly true. Yeah, you're that that nail on the head. LeBron's, LeBron's gone. Had a stranglehold. LeBron literally had a ten percent stake in the Toronto Raptors franchise. <laughs> <laughs> and now he's gone, and now the Raptors are like. Well, and that's why well, I was. I mean, the, the Raptors would have made that trade for Kawhi Leonard regardless if LeBron was there or yeah. not. But, but at the same time, like. Now, maybe they don't make the Marcus Saul trade um, at the deadline if LeBron's still there because it's like, are we going to beat LeBron anyway? Like, does it, does it, if LeBron's really still there, if LeBron's still there, I'm convinced AD's in Boston. 
Danny Ainge will sell his soul, even though he probably doesn't have one. He already sold him. At this point, but like it'd been like at this point, I feel like I feel like even if Boston had traded for AD, I'm like, okay, well, LeBron has a ten percent stake in um, Toronto's franchise, and the only reason he doesn't have a ten percent stake in Boston's franchise is because he's dragging a fucking G League team around his ankles in the early two thousands. It's true. Because after he came, after he went to Miami. Then he's then that's when he got his five percent stake in your franchise and owned your souls, and it was yeah. uh, it was uh, so apparent too. Last year's Eastern Conference Finals when it was like you had a three two lead, all you had to do was beat them one time, all you had to do was beat a LeBron James and a fucking G League team, and you couldn't do it. Well, and that's why I thought that like if there was a time to, um make a trade in Boston for AD, it, it was now, well, LeBron's gone. And one thing, one scenario I brought up in our group chat that I probably should have put on pod Twitter is like, I would have offered up uh, Rozier, Jalen Brown, and Tatum for AD straight up. That's a pretty solid fucking trade. And now you got to wait. And now Brian, I mean, Brian Windhorst was on the jump and he was talking, he's like, now that they got to wait, and now they don't know about Kyrie Irving, like the ball is in exactly. the Pelicans court. Because the, exactly. Pelicans, the Pelicans can be like, no, give me Tatum right now, give me Tatum right now, give me Tatum right now. And then Kyrie walks after July 1st and you're like, fuck, we don't have Jason Tatum. But Trey, tell me what, you know, just as a, as a fan, as an analyst, tell me, if you're the Boston Celtics, and last year, you go to the Eastern Conference Finals and you lose to LeBron. Is it Game 7? Did they go Game 7? They did, yeah. right? Yeah. And you're telling me that you're not going to fucking make a move if you can for this dude once LeBron leaves? I, I mean, think that's a little bit of pride coming in the way. The only re- – well, I mean, I mean, in Boston's case, the only reason they didn't make this trade is because they, like, legitimately couldn't without trading Kyrie Irving, and they weren't going to do that. Yeah, I feel it. So, I mean, like, Boston had, legit- had a legitimate reason as to why they did not, you know, make a serious push for AD because they would have had to trade Kyrie Irving, and that just wasn't going to work. Even with Tatum, JB, and – um. Brown gum. Kyrie Irving cannot be on that roster if they're going to make a trade. Why? Because it's because they acquired the Celtics acquired um, Kyrie Irving. When the Celtics acquired Kyrie Irving, they acquired they got his rose rights. I believe that's what it is. Oh, his rights. You're right. You're right. And they can't they can't make another trade while he's on that roster. They can trade, but Kyrie Irving has to be a part of that trade. So. I mean, that's the only reason Boston didn't make a push for him. And now, now that Kyrie Irving said he don't owe anybody shit, you're like, fuck, he's going to stay. And if the Pelicans are going to trade AD to Boston, Jason Tatum has to be a part of that trade. Oh, yeah. Uh, If not, then it's not going anywhere. (laughs) He ain't going to Boston. Exactly. Okay, well, they did. I think that they did uh, do well, staying put. Um, 
That was probably – those are two are probably some of the biggest ones. Let's see. Another impact trade talking about the uh, Eastern Conference, I think, is uh, Milwaukee getting Nikolai Miritich. Oh, yeah. That's another shooter. And the way the – the way the Bucks play, like their system is, Miritich is a – he'd be a valuable asset, especially with the great Brook Lopez <clears throat> hitting threes. Yeah. It, well, it, it's – this is another big power forward who's going to get in, get rebounds, be aggressive, and he's in his prime, and he shoots over 40% from three. Um Maybe not in his prime yet, actually. He's still developing. I think Milwaukee's a great fit. It sucks because I was just talking up Stanley Johnson. Who they literally just shot. need him to shoot. They literally yeah. just need Meritage to shoot. That's all he does. That's all he does, too. And it sucks because to see the Pelicans, like, getting rid of Randall and trying to – or shopping Randall, shopping Meritage. I thought Meritage would be gone. I hope Randall stays. But um, I think this is a great pickup for – for Milwaukee. I love that pickup from Stanley Johnson. I know they just got rid of him, give him the Pels. But this is another shooter, and that's just another example of them getting ready for a good playoff push. So between Toronto, Milwaukee, Philly, like this Eastern race is going to be fucking fun to watch. Oh. The Eastern, I'm, I, I'm probably, I'm probably more excited about the Eastern Conference playoffs than I am the Western Conference. And You're right. You're just gonna see the Warriors at number one again. Yeah, uh, I doubt that, but uh, yeah. But yeah, Eastern that's Conference all, that's all I have, man. I mean, yeah. there's, the, oh, it will be lit. I mean, and besides, Lakers were shit at the deadline. They got Reggie Bullock, which is pretty solid. Uh, they got rid of SVI, which I'm pretty happy about. Aww. Us me. Um Rodney Hood went to Portland from Cleveland. All right, chill. Oh, Tyler Johnson. We are all oh, we talked about him last week. Out of oh, Porter yeah. to the Bulls. Poor guy. Poor guy. Obviously, someone who's just trying to make his money. Markel Fultz um, gets a fresh start in Orlando. Hey man, for your sake, I actually hope Jabari Parker he's gonna get any minutes. And in Washington, he has to. I mean, of course, they just got rid of Marquise. I mean, dude, this guy's—he's still good, bro. And I, I like Jabari. He just, what's his deal? Well, we can get to that another time. But they People play thirty minutes to, a game. Hey, guys, don't get paid paid to play defense. That's what he says. That's what happened. All right, well then, pay this motherfucker and let him play. Uh, I like the Wizards getting Bobby Portis too. Bobby Portis was all over Twitter talking about trashing the Bulls about this trade. If you guys get a chance, go check Bobby Portis' Twitter page. Hell yeah. But before we wrap this up and take off, guys, we have to – this is where we need your help. The biggest three-on-three basketball tournament in the world is in Spokane, Washington this summer. We're trying – Spokane Hoop Fest. Hoop Fest. We're trying to devise a plan to go there and provide you guys with content from HoopFest that entire weekend. What we need to know is what kind of content would you want to see? Obviously, video content is because it does us no good to, to talk about it. You guys want to see it. 
But like, what do, what do you want from us as far as content goes in Spokane? Like, what would you want to see? Yeah, and is is it is it worth it? Obviously, like what we're talking about, yeah, we're not going to do a couple episodes just talking about a three-on-three tournament. Um, would you need to know that there are like sick people there or some recruits? Would it be just worth it just to post dope videos? Because we'll be getting some sick-ass shit. And do a bunch of interviews with – do a bunch of random interviews with people. Um, and we'll definitely be would be linking up with the the um, the media that that's going to be there already, especially their their local news stations that uh, we were looking into earlier. It's the biggest three on three tournament in the world, guys. Like forty five thousand people, forty five courts, four hundred fifty courts. We'll be out there interviewing, getting people uh, doing dope dunks if they can. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> they got a dunk contest. They had Kevin Durant show up last year. Uh, there's a good chance that exposure could be very real and that a lot of good things could happen. Uh, just give us your feedback and think of that. If that's something that you'd like to see, obviously, who doesn't want to see dope dunk videos? Like, what the fuck? We can make a whole hoop mixtape out of it. <laughs> Get the music going and everything. You already know, bro. <laughs> that's a given. But that's the important part, guys. We just need to we need to know like what kind of content would you want to see from us? Because we want to make this happen. We're trying to expand the brand for the fans, by the fans, and everything. This is like when for the fans, by the fan, by the fans comes into effect. <laughs> right now, this is the by the fans part. Right. We need a new fucking name, too, for the pod. That's another by the fans part. So just hit us with all kinds of ideas. Like, I don't even, like, there are no, I'm going to be, sound like a sixth grade teacher here. There are no dumb answers. There are no, no dumb answers. There are no dumb answers, and I swear to God, I'm not even kidding. The first person that hits us with an actual dumb answer, I'm going to be like, that right there was dumb as fuck. I won't. I'll support you. I say thank you for your uh, inquiry. Please reply again for something that I'll actually pay attention to. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, we'll provide you guys with dope content. Uh, As always. Probably do some giveaways while we're there. Has to do giveaways. You guys will definitely be a part of that. Do some giveaways while we're there. And yeah, I mean, just by the fan, this is the by the fans part. This is where you guys come in. Help us, help you, help us. Yeah, we just want to know if we should get out there and do it. And if we do, what would you guys like to see? Um, obviously, we're not going to sit there and do an episode or two on which high schoolers are about to face each other. I'd rather see like. Oh, if we go, I'm playing in this tournament. Oh, oh. If we go, I'm playing in this tournament. So if that's that's part of the content you want to see. I'm probably in too. (laughs) I told my, I told, I tried to, I tried to recruit my older brother too. And my older brother is better than me at basketball. Oh, good. So he's actually somewhat decent. God. (laughs) (laughs) I'm elite. 
I know. I could have made the league, but I busted up my knee. I could have made the league. I can throw this pigskin over them mountains. <laughs> Here's with all this good stuff, but we'll see you guys same week. Same oh god, Jesus, this is how late it is. Same time, same same time next week, ladies and gentlemen. Keep subscribing, keep sharing with everybody you know. We finally hit an average of a hundred plays. Is that per what? Per episode. Oh, swag. 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 There's a hundred of you out there subscribed, listening. No, let's I get to 200. I love you. We love you. We love you guys. <laughs> and Keep I'll listening. take over. I'll take over for Trey because he's so tired. I am exhausted, dude. It's 2 o'clock in the morning. I have an a in class. I, I'm about to fall out right now. This is definitely one of the late, the latest episodes that we've done so far. Because we spent like an hour and a half discussing <laughs> this Spokane trip. It's true. We're talking to our boy who does video. We had him. We had him figure out logistics and all that good shit. The board had a meeting and it ran late. The board had a meeting and it did go late. But as always, uh, make sure you follow me at Game on Lock nine two five and Trey at Trey Lede two three and the podcast Twitter at Today with Trey. Um, the rebrand is coming. We promise. Oh, it's there. It's coming. It's in the works. Don't think that it's not working because, motherfucker, this shit is getting pumped out. And when it does, the new logo, the new music, the new name, this is where it starts. And 2019, I already know we're in a month in, but holy fuck. That January. Yeah, we're getting getting it done. Our January was assigned to themes to come. You guys are going to be in for a, a real treat. We started January off with a record month. So if that wasn't an omen, then I don't know what is. For the fans, by the fans, we are at it again. We love you guys. Uh, Get us back with that feedback. And uh, we look forward to another amazing week of content next week, baby. Let's go. We'll see you guys next week. Peace. Don't die. Yeah, please don't, bro. Later. Yeah. Hey, I work hard.